Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the Man Cave Football Podcast with Dan Gasper. What up, what up? It is the Man Cave Football Podcast. I am your host, Dan Casper, as always. Thank you for uh, listening to the latest episode here. And if you're not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing? Make sure you subscribe to us so you don't miss out on any episodes. We're available all over the internet place, wherever your podcasts are found. Google, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Or at SportsTalk1051.com. Man, we got one quarter of the season in the books right now for the NFL season. Hard to believe we're just uh, uh, one, you know, three more quarters left uh, of the regular season until we're talking playoffs. But one quarter in the books, and we got a lot to talk about. So we're gonna gonna take a look at some headlines and just a couple of headlines in this episode. But I think uh, we're gonna deep dive into this. And you know, one of them is what's the best division in football? And, and for me, right now, at least through the first quarter of the season, it's got to be the NFC North. It's got to be the NFC North. Packers three and one, Bears three and one, Lions are two one and one, Minnesota's two and two. Uh, so we're going to look at that, uh, look at each team, and and try to figure out who's the best. Who's the best team in the NFC North? It's a tough question. Uh, also, since we're a quarter of the way through the season, who's uh, been impressing me so far? Who's disappointed me uh, through the first four games of the season, or the first uh, four weeks of the season? Going to take a look at that. Uh, my top five power rankings. Uh, we got a, we had a couple of undefeated teams lose last week, so now there's only three undefeated teams left, and the 49ers are one of them because they well they didn't play last week, but uh, Patriots still undefeated, escaping Buffalo 16 to 10, and then the Chiefs with a come from behind victory over the Lions uh, to remain undefeated. So who are my top five uh, teams right now in the National Football League? We'll take a look at that. We've got studs and duds. Gonna change it up a little bit with studs and duds. You know, before I was picking a few players for each category. Now I'm just gonna kind of just do one player for each. So it's just like a, a weekly award for just one player or one team, uh, if you will. Uh, although I, I will tell you, my duds are already two teams in this one, so it's it's a tie because it was really hard for me to choose uh, between these two duds. But uh, we got studs and duds coming up, and then looking ahead to the games this weekend with week five. What are my games to watch and uh, last week there there was a few of them back to just you know two of them you know sometimes I, I think it's kind of funny when we have networks that say well this is a you know game of the week and all that well we know that's not really the best matchup but uh, I've got two games that I think uh, could qualify for uh, some of the better matchups for this week at least two of the better matchups for uh, week five but uh, let's get at it Diving into headlines, let's look at this NFC North. You've got Green Bay at three and one, Chicago at three and one, the Lions at two one and one, Minnesota Vikings sitting there at two and two. Who's the best? Who's the best right now? Let's look at some of these uh, team rankings, if you will. Start off with, with the Packers, since they're technically in first in the NFC North right now. Twenty uh, first in scoring on offense, twentieth in yards on offense, fourteenth in passing yards, twenty sixth. In rushing yards, if you flip it over to the defense, seventh in points allowed, eleventh in yards allowed, third in passing yards allowed, twenty-sixth in rushing yards allowed. Uh, let's take a look at the Chicago Bears now. Uh, offense, you're looking at twenty-eighth in the league in points scored, thirtieth in yards, twenty-ninth in passing yards, twenty-fifth in rushing yards. So offense, you know, not really. You look at some of those rankings near the bottom in every category right there. Uh, defense, completely different. Second in points allowed, fifth in yards allowed, 12th in passing yards allowed, third in rushing yards allowed. Whereas the Lions, you got them 10th 
and points scored, eighth in yards uh, yards in, uh, on offense, tenth in passing yards, tenth in rushing yards. Defense twentieth in points, twenty ninth in yards allowed, twenty uh, sixth in passing yards allowed, and twenty third in rushing yards allowed. So maybe a little bit different there, considering Matt Patricia, defensive mind head uh, head coach, and uh, Darrell Bevel's doing a good job so far with that Detroit Lions uh, right now. Then you got the the Minnesota Vikings offense. Uh, 20th in points scored, 24th in yards total, 31st in passing yards, 3rd in rushing yards. Defense, 5th in points allowed, 6th in yards allowed. you got passing yards, they're ninth, and rushing yards, they're currently 11th. For my money, the, the, the NFC North is clearly the best division. I mean, you can look at the NFC West, and it's it's top-heavy with three teams. you got San Francisco at 3-0. and you got the Seahawks and the Rams sitting at 3-1, and but then you got Arizona that's still winless right now. Um, you know, AFC South. I know there's teams. All those teams are two and two. But does that necessarily mean that that that's the best division right now? Maybe uh, the most average division, I, I guess you could say. But I, I think it's clearly in terms of talent and just uh, the competitiveness. Uh, the NFC North is is clearly clearly the best division in all of football. But the question is, is I, I don't I don't know if we know who the best team is right now. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you know, maybe the, some of the popular picks were Chicago uh, to repeat as division champs, rightfully so. Minnesota was kind of, was my pick. Some did have Green Bay. Not a lot of people gave uh, the Detroit Lions a lot of credit. I think this division is actually more confusing now. And there's there's story. I mean, one quarter into the season with this division, and there's storylines surrounding each team right now. Minnesota drama. I mean. Now, you know, last year, Mike Zimmer wanted to run the ball a lot more, wanted to run the ball a lot more. They're running the ball a lot more this year, but now there's issues with the passing game, and you got people in the locker room frustrated because maybe they're not passing as much or as much as they should. And they got a lot of money invested in that passing game. Kirk Cousins making a boatload of money. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs making a boatload of money. So, I mean, there's some drama surrounding Minnesota right now, and uh, maybe the pressure's building on Mike Zimmer to get this uh, ship uh, right it pretty dang quick here. Pretty dang quick. So then you look at Chicago. They beat Minnesota this last weekend. But Mitchell Trubisky goes out with a shoulder injury. Chase Daniel comes in, and the Bears get the victory. You know, there, there's actually some fans that think maybe the Bears' offense is better without Mitch Trubisky. So, I mean, that that's something to kind of follow. I mean, you know, Chase Daniel's going to be playing this weekend against the Raiders. Well, the Raiders don't, I mean... Are they going to really present that much of a challenge? But what if Chase Daniel goes out there and continues the ball? I, I think they're going to give the ball back to Mitchell Trubisky. But there is a good fraction of fans out there that would maybe rather see Chase Daniel as the starting quarterback. Then the Detroit Lions. I mean, you're talking about a team that's this close, this close to being undefeated so far this year. If they didn't allow that uh, comfort-behind tie by the Arizona Cardinals in Week 1, Kansas City last second uh, touchdown this past week. Detroit Lions easily could be four and zero, and one of their bright spots is their offense, especially the running game. I mean, how long have we talked about the Detroit Lions not able to have a running attack? Daryl Bevel's doing a good job over there, and you know, with the defense, I went through the numbers a little bit earlier, but they got players on that defense. They invested a lot in that defensive line. So Detroit isn't maybe the team that uh, a lot of people thought uh, would be a, an easy pushover, if you will. And then you got the Green Bay Packers, 
two wins already in the division. On the road against Chicago to open up the season. Minnesota get the victory at Lambeau. They lose their first game this past week against uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. But before that game, all the talk was what's wrong with the Packers passing offense or what's wrong with the Packers offense in general. Is there something wrong with it or do you give credit to the defenses that they played? But in the first three weeks, it was all the Packers defense talk and how good they looked. It was a flip of the script uh, against Philly. Aaron Rodgers looks like the old Aaron Rodgers, leading the team in rushing, throwing the ball all over the place. Defense struggled. So, I mean, there's this this division is confusing as all get out. And I don't this if you want to make a case for each team, I think you can make a case for each team. But if I had to pick a I guess you slightly give the the advantage to Green Bay, and you could probably hear the hesitation in my voice here a little bit. And I think a lot, a little bit has. I think maybe the the tiebreaker for me is Green Bay beat Chicago in Chicago. You know, a lot of the talk uh, before Green Bay lost to Philly was, well, who'd they play on offense for their defense? Well, you look at Chicago; they lost to Green Bay, they beat Denver. Green Bay beat Denver. Chicago beat Washington, and Washington is just a mess right now. Chicago beat Minnesota. Green Bay beat Minnesota. And Minnesota is kind of turning a little dramatic right now, too. So uh, right now I would give it to Green Bay. But, you know, you look at that Packers defense, you're thinking, okay, you know, Mike Pat, you could say Ben don't break, uh, or excuse me, you know, we don't prioritize the pass or the run defense. We prioritize the pass defense. Well, you still can't allow teams to run the ball all over you. That offensive line from Philly had their way with the Packers' defense. It's usually not good to keep your defense out for eight-minute drives. A, they get gassed, but then that really puts a lot of pressure on your offense to go out there and do the same thing so your defense can get a little breather. So, I mean, there's still a lot of of, uh, issues, maybe the best word. Or, you know, stuff to pay attention to with each team in in the NFC North. Chicago, their offense, their quarterback, Minnesota, their passing offense, Detroit, are they for real? I think there's there's some people that still don't want to believe it. Green Bay, is that defense for real? Is the offense now back to clicking a little bit? Lots of litters. T- I mean, this division's still way, way, way up in the air, and to me, maybe a little bit more confusing uh, at this point in time. So that we are a quarter of the way through the season, who's impressed me and also who's disappointed me? Let's 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 go with the good news first, right? Uh, so far, these players or these teams or these units have impressed me uh, through the first quarter of the NFL season. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens' offense. Uh, I know they, you know, Cleveland had their way with them this past week, but we, we we've been hearing all offseason that you know Lamar Jackson that they've got something cooking over there they're, they're they're building an offense for him something that maybe we haven't seen kind of paraphrasing John Harbaugh there Lamar Jackson looks pretty dang good so far this year and it's kind of kind of different to be talking about a Ravens team and the first thing you're you're not talking about is their defense it's Lamar Jackson kind of uh, you know a video game type of player so I'm impressed with the Ravens offense. Just got done talking about the Packers' defense. Uh, even with uh, that game against Philly, I'm still impressed with the Packers' defense. Still impressed with the Packers' defense. Team-wise, Lions. Give credit to where credit's due. Not a lot of people expected the Lions to be 
as good as they are, and literally they're just a couple of plays away from being undefeated so far this year. And that include that would include a win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills, I'm also impressed with them. They've got one loss this past week against uh, the New England Patriots. It was a 16-10 to loss. But the Bills, keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on them, especially with that defense over there. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys as my final uh, final team that uh, impressed, has impressed me so far. I, I know they just, again, lost to the Saints. But with that offense, the way Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, they've got some weapons on the outside. Defense can be stingy at times. Cowboys are off to a good start this season. Disappointed. Uh, Falcons. What, what's going on, Atlanta? What is going on? You know, Dan Quinn, I, I don't, I'm not big on preaching for guys to get fired or anything like that, but we, we talk about Mike Zimmer feeling the pressure a little bit. Dan Quinn's got to be feeling some pressure, too. I mean, the Falcons, what's going on with them? And speaking of the Vikings, how about the Vikings offense? They've got weapons all over the place. They just can't figure out how to use them correctly. Texas, I'm a little disappointed in. I thought, you know, with the AFC South, with Andrew Luck uh, leaving and retiring, I thought this was uh, the Texans' division to have, and they've been a little inconsistent so far this year. And they got a lot of good ball players on there, so I'm a little disappointed in the Texans. Uh, Nick Foles, I have Nick Foles listed as disappointed, and it's not because of his play. I'm just disappointed that he got hurt, and it's not his fault, but he finally he gets the big contract. He's the starting quarterback. Jaguars gets hurt in the first game. He's going to be out for a while, but the, his backup comes in, Minshew, and everybody loves him. Whether what the Jags could say what they want, but there is going to be a quarterback controversy whenever Nick Foles is healthy to come back. Fans, the media love Minshew, and you just kind of feel bad for for Nick Foles because he gets the opportunity to be a starter and gets a big contract, and he gets hurt in the first uh, week of the game week of the season. And my final, uh, uh, one more team that I'm disappointed in, Broncos. 0-4, Bradley Chum now done for the year. I thought pairing Vic Fangio with that defense, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr., that defense would have been something special. And I think they're still pretty decent, but I thought Vic Fangio was a nice underrated uh, hire, and maybe it still can be. But to start off the first uh, quarter of the season 0-4 right now, that's that's very disappointing. Very disappointing for that Denver Broncos team. All right, let's do some power rankings. Uh, first quarter in the books. These are these are my top five teams for for power rankings. Top five teams, and this one I struggled with a little bit. Not going to lie, I struggled with this one uh, uh, just a, just a little bit here. Um, man, I'm still kind of de- I'm looking at it right now, and I, and I still I'm debating whether I want to change it or not right now. Uh, let's start off with. Oh, boy, let's start off with number five. Uh, you guys, I, I might do it. I might go Buffalo. Ah, I know. I keep going back and forth between Buffalo, Chicago, and Green Bay and that, or even San Fran because they're the only undefeated team left, or even the Cowboys. But Buffalo just kind of impressed me against what they did against New England, and, and I just wonder if they got another shot at New England, could they beat them? I, you know, Buffalo's going to be... a. Buffalo is not going to be an easy out for anybody in the AFC. That that's a stingy defense they got over there. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo. Gonna go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Buffalo. Uh, I've got uh, oh man, 
three through six, seven, and eight, you you could throw them in a hat, I think, and and I wouldn't argue with you. But uh, and I'm actually changing this on the fly from what I got written down. Just a heads up. But number four, I'm going to go with the Saints. It was an impressive victory against the Dallas Cowboys with Teddy Bridgewater still at uh, quarterback. And remember, these power rankings are just weekly. Uh, if you're asking me, can these can you know like the Bills beat the Bears? I, I still might pick the Bears. I don't know. This is this is tough. But uh, I'm going to go with the Saints at four. And I know the Rams just lost to the Buccaneers, but I still might put them at three. Oh man, this is this is tough. Yeah, Rams three. The, the top two are easy. Pats one, Chiefs two. There's no debate. I mean, if you want to flip those two, fine. But there really is no debate between the top two. But if you want to do, you know, three through five, you you throw in the Saints, you throw in the Bills, you throw in the Rams, you throw in the 49ers, the Bears, the Packers. Heck, you if you want to throw in the Lions there, maybe. Man, there's... There's a boatload of three and one teams or teams with one loss right now that you could probably put in that three through five category, and I wouldn't argue with you. Wouldn't argue with you. It's tough. It's yeah, man. I'll stick with it for now. It'll it'll change next week, so we'll see. All right, here are my studs and duds from week four. Let's go with the stud, Leonard Fournette, over two hundred yards rushing for the Jaguars, or Nick Chubb, running back. For the Cleveland Browns, rushed for 165 yards, three touchdowns. We'll go Nick Chubb. We're going to go Nick Chubb with this one. Three TDs helping lead the Browns to victory over their division rival, the the Ravens. And now the Browns back on top in that division. But that division is far from being decided at this point. My dud, uh, I've got a, a tie between these two teams because I just could not figure it out. I could not decide. Because I thought their losses were both disappointing this past week. The Falcons losing to the Titans 24 to 10, and I've got the Texans losing to Carolina uh, 16 to 10. Falcons and Texans, I think, are underperforming right now at this point in the season, and I thought those were two very poor losses from both those ball clubs, and that's why they get my duds of the week, and that's why they're tied because I, I, I don't know who to pick between the two. I, I just don't. All right, so the second quarter of the season is starting this week, week five. What are my games to watch this weekend? You know, my top two, you know, I only got top two or two top games this week. I, you know, looking at the matchups, I think there's potentially two to be the, the best uh, games of, of the weekend. And one of them is a Thursday night game. I'm going Rams versus Seattle, NFC West, an early uh, early division game that uh, could, down the road, help decide who wins the division at this point. But uh, Rams coming off of a loss. You've got Seattle uh, competing there as well. So both 3-1. and one. And you've got San Francisco, who's 3-0 and oh in that division right now, too. So uh, neither one of these teams wants to uh, start out 3-2 and two in the first five weeks of the season and try to play a little catch-up, potentially, down the line. So Rams versus Seattle in a rare, uh, nice Thursday night matchup. And honestly, my other top game this weekend, I'm going to go Green Bay versus Dallas. I I think this is a big game for both teams. Both of them, both uh, Green Bay and Dallas, coming off of losses this last week. Green Bay's got something, you know, to prove with that defense. Uh, this is going to be going up against a uh, high-powered offense with with Zeke and Dak and those receivers. Can this run defense for the Packers actually show some improvement? I mean, for a struggling run defense right now, the last thing you'd want to probably go up against is Ezekiel Elliott. But this is their chance to kind of maybe shut down some of the critics and rebound from a poor performance on defense. I mean, the first three weeks, that Packers defense was hearing nothing but praise. They got punched in the mouth against Philly. 
So this is an opportunity for them to make a statement. And for that Packers offense, can they continue what they did against Philly? But they're probably not going to have Devontae Adams. So can somebody else step up? And on the Dallas side, well, they just lost to the Saints. You know, they don't want to lose another one and have Philly, you know, climb back up in this division race between them. So they want to go out there and prove that that was kind of a fluke uh, as well. So uh, this is a big NFC matchup uh, between those two teams. But that's all the time we have for this week's uh, Man Cave Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always. Reminder, you can rate my podcast, and uh, hopefully you make it a good one. And subscribe to my podcast wherever podcasts are found. We're on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. You can also check us out at our website, all that good stuff. And, uh, hey, invite your friends to, to listen to the podcast. Send me some comments. Send me some questions. Send me some feedback. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Casper. That's D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R. Or like my Facebook page, just search for Dan Casper. Same spelling uh, on there as well. But this is the Man Cave Football Podcast, and I am your host, Dan Casper. We'll be back next time wrapping up Week 5 and looking ahead to the games for Week 6.